Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. back to Let's Watch TV. Hello, Joe. How are you? So here's the tea, everybody. Yeah, tea, tea, tea. Mama Fran's currently in Seattle. I We're am. in the stewed. This episode's probably coming out in a long time because we've been recording four episodes a week for mm-hmm. the past two weeks now mm-hmm. because our editor's having a baby. Yeah. So, so sweet. So you want to give him some time to be able to work at his own liege. Exactly. So nice, Ezra. Okay, before we start this. Yeah. Before we tell the people what the show is, yes. which they already know because they read the title. Okay. Having you in the studio is crazy. It's weird. I know because I can see you and I need to address the elephant in the room. Be very careful. Mom. These, and don't call it an elephant. These <laughs> That's true. I, I wasn't referring to you. Yeah, sure. I was just referring to these clump-ass eyelashes. They're not have. clumpy. Mom, they're clump-ass. Okay, listen. Your eyelashes look like individual, like someone lined the bottom of your eyes with mouse poop. Joey. I've got to be honest with you. It it's looks not. Like it, it looks very normal. It does not. I, okay. Well, I'm going to let you buy my mascara, and we're going to the high-end stuff where it does not clump, supposed clump, my eyelashes. We'll we're do, going there. What? In fact, let's just go to the store where they put my eyelashes on you want for to? a couple hundred dollars, let's do and that. you can replace them every three weeks for 75 Okay, let's, let's just do that and get that off your nerves. Do you? Okay, it's either that or mouse shit eyes. You okay, decide. okay, you make that appointment. I'll go get those eyelashes. Uh, do you remember <sighs> when I was in that cult? Yes. Okay, the women in that cult had these clump ass eyelashes, and I was always thinking in my head, like, do they know? And there was this one particular woman, and her eyes, her eyelashes were clump ass as fuck. Like, literally, mom, they were so. Clumpy, like I said, that yours looks like mouse shit. Hers looked like, and like I bet baby Blake didn't caterpillar. even notice anything because no, there's nothing to notice. Listen, all the other like ladies in this thing, yeah, would always be like, "Oh my god, her makeup's so amazing! I need to like ask her about her makeup tips." And she wore these clump ass eyelashes with thick ass raccoon eyeliner, mm-hmm. and her contour. Looked like someone took brown chalk and just went on the cheeks and didn't blend it in. But all the other women were like, her makeup's amazing. So they all did their makeup like her because it's a cult. And I will never forget it. So when I see you rocking these clump ass. They're not clump. And you know, is this this video? I will post a picture. Yeah, it's video. So people can tell for themselves. They'll tell you whether it's clump ass or not. And it's not. So leave me alone. Baldy. We will get into, ooh, bitch, she <laughs> coming for the jugular. I'm coming. That's fine. I'm coming at it's you. true. I'm coming at Just you. Just like your eyelashes look like Charlotte's Web took tiny little shits trying to Be make. Be nice. Some. Your fans do not like it when you're not nice to me. What do you want? Who, if I'm not telling you, who the hell's going to tell you? You don't You're going to walk around the world me. looking like you're in a cult. When I tell you things, you'll go, mom, it's none of your business. 
So, but you're right. None I of am, your business. I am going bald, and you could pay the thirty-five thousand dollars for me to have a no. scalp transplant. No, because I'm not making a fuss about it. Okay, well, I am making a fuss about that, and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we are going to change them lashes. Okay. Anyway, you're what, paying if it if it bothers you so much, you're paying. We'll figure it out. Anyway, that's not what we watched. We anyway, didn't watch cult shit. We didn't watch. We didn't watch it. cult shit. But before we do talk about cult shit, yeah. can we talk about our our Manny Petties yesterday? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> you guys. We got these Manny Petties yesterday, yeah. and first of all, they were great. We got unexpected massages. Oh with my them. god! This woman had her hands in between my my the bridge of my eyes. You were doing everything but snoring. Like, oh, it was like I was like, oh, this is what my dog feels like when I scratch his head. <laughs> yeah. It felt great. So we went and. You, I paid, and you tipped everybody. I sure and did. You tipped everybody except for the woman who worked on me. So then we had to like f- figure it out, and we both couldn't figure it out. So I just went back and was like, "This is for Jenny," and everybody laughed. Yeah, they knew exactly I'm handing out money on. like it was friggin' they did a great Christmas job. tree. Um, I don't remember. I think it's called Bell. Everybody, if you're in Seattle, Bella, Bella Nails. Yep, in here it's next door. In Ballard, yeah. across the street from Kangaroo and Kiwi. Awesome. Yep. They do a hot rock massage while you're sitting there doing your nails after you're done. Mm-hmm. Hot stone massage. Hot oh my stone. First she put it on. I went, whoa, she's gonna burn me. She first she put <laughs> our hands on the hot stone, and mm. I was like, well, we could commit a murder and get away with it after this because <laughs> we have no fingerprints. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. So you guys gotta definitely be a patron of that place. It's awesome. I come to it every time I come back to Seattle. Speaking of hot stone massage, today's episode was on the marvelous Miss Maisel. What's that got to do with a hot stone massage? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you want to tell everybody first where you're going to be? Oh, yeah. If you haven't got your tickets yet, I'm back on tour. Get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. I don't know what date this is coming out, but the tour is Vancouver, Denver, Madison, Minneapolis, St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Buffalo, Philly, New York City. I'm mi- uh, I'm forgetting something. Seattle. Seattle. Which we'll be at. Everett, Mom and will be at. Blah. Bellingham, it's not Bellingham, I'm not in Bellingham, Seattle, Everett, and Bremerton. Bremerton. And there's a few other places in there that I forgot. I'm not, I'm not saying too much here. Might be adding some UK dates in, in April. So if you're listening, and you're across the pond, (laughs) I might. Be over there. I think you need to work that so now before you, know. you get over there. Yeah. Fine. Hello, I am going to come over there and do little comedy for you. <laughs> that's not, that's really cockney. I'm not, but I let all. Anyway, we watched The Marvelous Miss Maisel thanks to Patreon fan Emily with no last name, just Emily. Hi, Emily. Um, You can tell us what to watch too. By becoming a Patreon fan at patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Not only do you support the podcast by doing that, but you also get to watch bonus videos of the podcast that we put out. Right. And a bunch of other cool perks. Mr. Right. DD Time. Oh, 
Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Let's get into it. Right. First of all, uh, we watched season four, episode one. Because the new season just came out. Just came out. And it's a comedy drama and it's an award-winning show. If nobody you would call it, that a comedy drama? Yeah, that's what they listed it as, a comedy drama. And I agree. Well, I, one time I saw Silence of the Lambs in the comedy section. So you did not. Sure did. Anyway, it on Amazon Prime, comedy drama, that's how it's listed. Uh, it aired. Wait, wait, wait. Is the term dramedy? Nope, it's a comedy drama. Do you okay. think I can't read? Yes. Anyway, it, premi- uh, it premiered in March of 17. So it's been on a little bit. Uh, and the premise is in the late 1950s, Miriam Midge Maisel has everything she wants. A perfect husband, two kids, elegant apartment in the New York Upper West Side. And it takes a surprising turn when she discovers a hidden talent she didn't know she had. That was stand-up comedy. And she begins her journey from there. It takes place in the later 1950s, like 1958 to the early 1960s. That's it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Positive. This is the late 50s, this show? Yeah, 1958, about 1958 to the early 60s. Wait, that is mind-boggling. I thought this show was like the late 40s. No, 40s is definitely different. The costumes would have looked totally different. Really? Oh, my gosh, yes. Late I thought it was late 40s, early 50s. But the fact that this is late 50s, early 60s. Makes sense. But it's so interesting to me because, first of all, you guys, the costumes are incredible. We're going to get they to that. They are so amazing. It's art. Watching the show my, is art. my eyes off of those costumes. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Gross Point Theater. But when I watch the show, it's like, I feel like it was so long ago. Like, I feel like this was, it's way set way back in time. <laughs> but then you tell me it was the late 50s, early 60s, and that doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, no, well, I was born in 1955, so it takes, so you so would that be alive era, when yeah. this, like, takes place. Totally. Then now that's crazy to me. It's just like the world has gone advanced so quickly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Well, years go by kind of quick as the older you get. Morgan and I were talking about this the other day. I honest to God think that our kids, when they're in high school, they're going to look at us and be like, you used to drive the car? Well, you, it's amazing the things you used to say to mom and dad. Like what? Did you have a TV? Did you have a TV when you were growing up? Did you? Yeah, oh, we did. I don't know. We didn't start with color TV, but we did have a TV. Did you have a refrigerator? Yeah, we didn't have a horse and buggy coming down the street with blocks of ice. No, I'm saying, okay, you're Jeez. saying that I thought that you lived in pilgrim times, but <laughs> I'm saying that our kids are going to look at us and be like, oh, you mean you used to drive a car? Because now we just thing. hop in and it goes where we program it to go. That's the same and thing. And you know what? Even then, even when you got this is so you and I. Even when cars don't have drivers anymore, yeah, criminals will still figure out a way to hack into it and send you into sex trade. Well, you know, well, good luck get me out of the damn thing to be able to do any sex. <laughs> oh, cause... you think you're going to be around for cars like that? Oh, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> Don't. No, I'm going to be way dead, Joe. Don't. Don't. Don't you dare. I'm not going to be around for my grandchildren because you're obviously not having any very soon. Well, let's say this, though. If you (sighs) are going to be dead. I'm dead. That mortician, I'm going to take a picture of your face right now. I'm going to say, make sure her eyes don't look like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Well, Uncle Ralph did 
fix up my mom you told and Uncle me Emery. Yeah. yeah. And he did a great job because there was a few things just off that you would not think about. Something was not right. And he knew right away what it was. What was it? It was my mom's lipstick was wrong. Color? Yeah. Or like they overdrew her lipstick? Col- totally color was wrong. Her hair was wrong. He fixed it. And Uncle Emery's sideburns were too long. Yeah, but was her sideburns, his sideburns were long down to his, because they saw a picture of him back in the 70s and he cut them up where they were supposed to be and it was exactly. Uncle Ralph did that? Uncle Ralph. To Uncle Emery. Mm-hmm. Was it his real hair or did they put? No, it's his real hair. Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, so stuff like that can happen, but moving on from death. Well, you're getting taxidermed, so. Well, that's right. And I'm going to be put in a. My foyer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So anyway. Um, My foyer is going to be the Fran Museum. museum. It's going to have all your outfits behind glass, like your wedding dress. Oh, <laughs> like all right. Your, and then it'll be the real picture of you in it. And then like, here is her texturm body. Oh, God. You know <laughs> how much pennies at her you're going to have to do? For good luck. <laughs> Listen, let's get back on this thing because the creator of the show is um, Amy Sherman Palladino. She wrote the Gilmore Girls for anybody who knows the Gilmore Girls. Interesting. Yeah, she wrote the Gilmore Girls. And um, can we talk about, and and Rolling Stones did a little article on season four. And what they said, it was the same shtick, just a different era. As what? Everything previous. In what? In Maisel. In Maisel, the season one, two, and three. It's the same stuff, just a different era. That's what they said. What do you mean the same stuff? Well, there was nothing really knew about the premise of the show. You got to be shitting me. Rolling Stones said that? The Rolling Stones said that. Same shtick, different era. That is garbage. Not true. Not true at all. Right. And there was two years between season three and four. Did you know that? I did because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in season four, though, it's now 1960. Okay. And you can tell um, there's changes in the air. Um, she finds a gig with total creative freedom. She becomes a different person. The show, first of all, besides it the costume. It's not 1960. It's, ni- it's set in 1960. It sure is. And you can tell by the costumes. If you don't follow fashion. like Oh, I'm, I, so, I'm sorry. I, I'm you sorry. only I follow eyelashes. I didn't know that I was over here with Anna Wintour. Okay? Well, listen, listen. Gross Point Theater taught me in costuming about the history of costuming. The first woman who mentored me was a professor at Wayne State University who taught the history of costuming. Mm -hmm. She taught me the beginnings of that. That's where I started in the theater. Can't sew a stitch, but I can look at a show and I can almost tell what era it's from. But that's great. But I don't need you talking to the people like we are peasant scraps because we can't look at an outfit and say what year it's Well, you're awfully off. Oh, this show is in 1940. No, no. I don't need you coming up on this podcast that I run, Mm -mm. by the way, and Mm -mm. acting like you're the queen and Uh, we're the sorry people. And you're the sorry people, let me tell you. (laughs) But let me tell you, it takes place in 1960 season four. And you can tell, you know that outfit she wore, that black one where she's on stage? And and I said, oh, now she's got a persona like uh, Lenny Bruce. Yeah. That is 60 for sure. That is so sixty for sure because it's like a little beatnicky. Little beatnicky. The uh, the pants. It's like a jumpsuit. Oh my god, that's a great drag name, beatnicky. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. So anyway, when you watch the show, to watch this woman develop from when they started in the late fifties and she was married and children, all this kind of stuff, and move through her character, the growth, the change, she becomes her own woman is very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And especially in the 50s and 60s, women weren't their own person. I could see that in season four, she's turning into Lenny Bruce because she said to my favorite character, Susie, 
Her manager. I want to be, my voice be heard. Mm-hmm. I want the com- comedy to come out of my voice, mm-hmm. you know. And I love that line where she goes, start setting me up as the, um, what's it called, the lead on stage? Headliner. Headliner. I want to be the headliner. Susie goes, I can't even book you as a, <laughs> as the, you know, what is it called? A feature or a host? Yeah. No, the host or what, what do you call it when you you hire people to come out before you? The feature. Oh, I never you, heard the word I think feature. you're probably looking for the word opener. Opener. Right, yeah. She goes, I can't, and that's the word she used. I can't even hire you to open shows, let alone. Yeah. You know, it's so a, it's funny. I love, it's okay, funny one thing that I. It's serious. It's, uh, it's funny and serious. There are serious notes for sure, but for the most part, I'd say it's funny. It's not like, it's, it's not like funny like a sitcom funny where you're constantly no, right. laughing, but like the the funny parts are really funny. I have to say, there in this new season four, um, there's a scene where the whole both sides of the family go to Coney Island. Oh God, great scene! They have something important to talk about too. Now this scene in particular, first of all, blows me away from the beginning. Just the color and everybody's not just the leads clothes like. Every single extra in this thing is dressed to the nines. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It reminds you of a time where people used to actually get dressed up to go out. Absolutely. I, I wear a full-on sweatsuit when I get on a plane now. Like, it's— People I never did like, that on an airplane. I remember. I'm trash. I am trash. I'm a peasant. I trash. remember when people got dressed up. I wish I wish we did. Actually, don't. I hate getting dressed up. Oh, but it, it just brings you to life. When you get dressed up, you feel better about yourself. I don't. Oh, that's so sad. I don't know. I just like to be comfortable. I don't want to be on a plane for six thing. hours and, I think and the dress pa- pants. I think the pandemic changed that even more. That mm. people have become way casual, even more than they were. Uh, people are wearing like, I've seen women in their like pajama bottoms in the store. It's like, get a <laughs> life. Oh, welcome to Seattle. Nobody oh dresses up here. Oh my God. Nobody yeah, it's a very casual here. environment here. Also Gen Z. Are yeah. you familiar with Gen Z fashion? Mm, it's very casual. It, the clothes are so loose, which I'm into, actually, because when I was in high school, it was like the tighter and the more skin, the better. Right. Like, I grew up in the era where it was like low-rise jeans with a tube top, and yeah. it's like, that's flattering for one body type. Yeah, no kidding. But now the style is baggy, and like, anybody pretty much anybody it. can be comfortable yeah. and wear that, too. But sometimes I'm like, damn, this generation would walk around in a cardboard box like they were walking down a runway. I'm like, holy shit. Anyway. People don't was, even get dressed to go to the theater anymore. Remember right. when you were little? You were five years old. We started taking you to the theater for and Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is on val- Valentine's weekend, we would go see a theater to introduce you to, you know, nicer things to do. And we'd go to a wonderful dinner to an expensive restaurant. Mm-hmm. Just because we wanted to expose you. And we used and, to say to you. And we were poor, everybody. So we were. <laughs> they had to, to do this. They had to take out a loan. No, we weren't poor, but we weren't rich. But we knew it was important. And we would say to you, you really liked it. And we said, you like this stuff? Then you better make sure you get a good job where you can afford it on your own. Well, daddy's doing pretty good at that. <laughs> so, Let me tell you so this. You listen, so. Let me tell you this. I will never forget in third grade. We went to a show downtown. I forget what show it was, but you took me to, and this was like the restaurant in Detroit at the time. It was called the Intermezzo. It was an Italian restaurant. Oh, yes. And it was like the place right. to go in Detroit, Michigan. Right. Right. And I remember like I was at school the next day. They're like, what'd you do over the weekend? I was like, we ate at the Intermezzo. And my <laughs> teacher's like, the fuck are you? <laughs> like, it was, well, it the was one like a time moment. when we sent, um, 
it was one of your first times we went to see Damn Yankees at the Fox Theater and Jerry Lewis was the devil. Mm -hmm. And you watched that show like there was no tomorrow. So we took you to, oh, it was a really expensive restaurant. I don't want to say it's not Royal Park, but it was a really expensive restaurant. Anyway, when we pulled up in our car, the doorman came to the door and opened it up. And I was telling you in the car, put your Game Boy away. We're going to put it in the trunk. We're going to put the Game Boy in the trunk. Just to understand. So we, the guy opened the door and you looked up at that doorman. He must have been seven feet tall. And you looked down, you looked at me, he goes, Mom, he's not going to steal my Game Boy. <laughs> now, mind you, everybody, this <laughs> oh sounds God. like we had some money going on. We didn't. We were just middle class Americans. I drove hard. a hoopty to school. And I didn't even, I was, and it wasn't even mine. I wasn't even allowed to. I will only drive it to school on certain situation. It was a rundown Ford Explorer. It was not rundown. It was almost new. No. Yes. Run. 2004. What? What year? That's a 2004. What year did you start driving? Oh, really? Yeah. It's a 2004. Yes. Oh, so maybe I just think it's rundown because it's rundown now. Yes. Also, where I went to high school was a weird situation Very because weird. like everybody had money. Like our school parking lot was Beamer, Benz, and Bentley, and I was not getting a car. Like that was that. But you thought you would. Should. Oh, I thought I was. I, okay, I I'm 16, I mom and dad. Um, you said okay, I'm 16. I got my driver's license. I'll never so forget. Now, what you're I asked gonna, for. Now, now you're gonna buy me a car, right? And we said. We looked no, at each other. Not we go, only a car. Uh, no. I asked you for a brand new Pontiac Solstice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was going to happen. Yeah. We looked that at wasn't even mm, out yet. We no. saw it at the auto show. No, you'll uh, you'll uh, drive dad's car when you're allowed to drive dad's car. And you were like. <laughs> <laughs> so then you started college and you said you went and you said, OK, now I'm in college. Um, you're going to buy me a car. Right. And we looked at each other and went, hell no, this. This little brat is not getting, no, you're not. What do you expect me to do? Walk. And we said, yeah, you're going to walk. <laughs> and you walked for until you were 21. I'm doing the same in thing the in my kids. In the snow up north in Michigan. Central Michigan University. But it was fine because at Central, mm -hmm. Central Michigan is a, it's a, it's a medium sized school in Michigan. It's Beautiful. not huge, but it's in the middle of a cornfield. It is. It's not like we went to a big 10 school. No. We definitely, it wasn't that. Right. So I was surrounded university, now, though. I was surrounded by kids who were more like me for exactly. real. And it was all those bougie ass kids, yep. their parents swindled their way into Big tens and bigger. Like right. I have friends from high school who went to Harvard and yeah. Brown and Yale. And I'm over here like, how does anyone do that? Oh, it's not. That's not going to be you, Joe. <laughs> that's that's right. not you. Even baby. though you got You're into Michigan State. But didn't go. You didn't want to go to Michigan State. Yeah. Anyway, Miss Maisel, this is a huge ADHD tangent that we just it went is. on. Sorry. There is this scene when they're at Coney Island. Yes. Oh, and awesome. the costumes are amazing and it's just so set in the piece. And what they do is, you'll see it when you watch the episode. They're in a Ferris wheel, but every family member is in a different cart oh, almost. So cool. Or like they kind of pair off and they're in different carts. Different carts. And the way the scene is shot is they're yelling at each <laughs> other from the cart to the next one as this machine is going. Right. And it's shot so well. It's Almost in the style of who's on first, Abbott and Costello, yes. who's on first. Yes. But that scene in particular reminded me of a stage play. And it was so in the spirit of Neil Simon, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. was. It was such, like, I honestly wish I could talk to the writers who came up with that scene. Because I just feel in my bones that Neil Simon was the was the reference there was like this is going to feel and look like that right and that scene more than ever i could see playing out on stage mm -hmm. it was just so good it was an awesome scene it was just 
art. It, it was, was art. So art. It was phenomenal. It was cinematic excellence. And they're they're talking to each other across the Ferris wheel and having this very deep family conversation that you don't have out in public. And oh, they're, they're there in the most screaming. public. They're screaming and the at dad each is in one cart and there's two <laughs> Navy people behind him. He's like, do you got a pen? They're like, no. He's like, if I'm supposed to always be prepared. Exactly. Just, and then the grandma chimes in. She's like, anyone want funnel cakes? Funnel cakes? <laughs> that was the aunt. That was so funny. Was I aunt. loved it. The um the other part that about- That was a grandma. That was their other grandma. The, on that trip was both their grandmas, both their grandpas. Oh, both their grandma. You are dad, right. You're right. Midge and the kids. Because they had to move in with the right. gran- other grandma. All were together. Maisel's uh, in-laws. Yeah, it was Yeah, nuts. you're right. Anyway, you guys. But wait a minute. The, uh, we're out of time. So spit it out. I'm done. No, spit it out. Let's go. If you haven't seen it, such accomplished actors are in this show. It's just amazing. And uh, you'll certainly enjoy it. That's what you wanted to and say. And one of my favorite characters is Susie. And that's what you wanted to say. There's one more. Make it quick, quick, chop, chop. Let's go. No, I'm done. Well, use those plump ass lashes, lashes no. to read whatever you wrote on your page because I know you're trying to get it out. No, I'm not getting it Mom, out. And it was really good. I just the- want to let you know it was really, really good, but you can run your mouth. Save it for the Patreon. Okay. Okay, it's on the Patreon. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Mom, you going to watch it again? I did. I watched You watched the whole it. season? I watched the whole That's season. That's crazy. The Dad Marvelous- watched it. It was one of Dad's favorite shows. Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon Prime. I loved it. It's a great, great, great. show. Great. I highly suggest it. Thank you to Emily for suggesting yeah. this one. Thank you, Emily. Well, uh, we love you guys so much, and we'll see you next time on Let's Watch TV. Let's Watch TV.